Hello, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today on the CMO Insights channel, we have Diego Lamanto, who is the first Chief Marketing Officer for Talent Incorporated. Diego, welcome to the show. Hey Jeff, thank you for having me. I appreciate you, uh, you having me on. No problem. So uh, I am very curious as to what Talent Incorporated does because everybody's looking for talent. Yeah, um, yeah, it's actually, uh, it could be deceiving by the title. We are not a talent agency. Um, <laughs> what we are is a service for job seekers um, in which we provide them tools and advice on helping them find the job of their dreams. Uh, most specifically, the product that we offer is a resume writing service. Um, so what we do is we help job seekers write their resumes in ways, you know, help them write a better resume so that they get more interviews faster um, and are more, uh, appear justifiably more qualified for the jobs that they want to get. Um, we work with millions of job seekers a year. Uh, what we do is we offer free evaluation of your resume. So, uh, you know, most people are doing their resume on their own. They're having a friend look at it. They're they're looking up resume samples and they're trying things, but they're not writers and they're not marketers, right? Um, and so they do their best, but usually they're not writing their resume effectively for the for the jobs that they're they're seeking. So we look at it. We give them um, some feedback on you know from a from a mechanical and an automated perspective. What are the what are the automated filters telling? saying about you, you know, how, how, how are the machines interpreting your experience um, before it even gets to a person, right? How are you being filtered? What are the keywords that are being parsed? How, how are you being categorized by the, uh, the automated filters? And then we have a person look at it and tell you, okay, you know, your objective statement is strong or not, uh, your bullets are not quantified, et cetera. And so that mix of sort of automation and, and human oversight uh, gives people the advice and information they need to make their resume better. And so many That's people great. take that. Yeah, many people take that, do that themselves, update their resume themselves, but we offer a paid service to, to do it for them. And that's what our business model is and how we generate revenue. All right. Well, as someone that's uh, reviewed thousands and thousands of resumes and hired many people, yeah. uh, it's, it's definitely very valuable uh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. you um, you are the first chief marketing officer at Talent. Right. So. What are some of the main challenges you're facing right now as you build out this team? Yeah, um, I think for for many early marketing hires um, or at least early marketing leaders, um, you know, you're inheriting, uh, you're walking into a situation without any structure or processes or really formalized strategy, um, and you need to bring that to the business um, while also. Uh, not disrupting the things that are making them successful, right? I mean, the reason that I got hired is because the company is growing fast and they're ready to put their gas on the pedal and grow through their customers through through marketing spend. And so, looking at you know what what they have, what they don't have, and figuring out a strategy to take them to more of a sophisticated and um, robust marketing strategy. So, um, you know, talking to people inside the company, really understanding you know what's the story of this business and to the customer what are we um you know what what is our value to the customer what benefits do we provide <clears throat> how do we help them um crafting that story and starting to get everyone on the same page from a brand perspective um but this is the third startup i've worked for and very much like the other startups is inheriting technology that was you know not built with today in mind but 
the past getting to today uh, in mind. So there's a lot of tech debt. There's a lot of complex information in different systems and integrating that and sort of unifying that in, in, a, in a singular platform or a single point of view of marketing um, is one of the things that, that I've been working on. So what kind of talent are you hiring for at Talent? What, what kind of yeah. skills do you need to get going? Yeah. Um, so the first uh, the first person I hired, um, I, I sort of went the right brain, left brain um, situation, uh, try, try, try to build out a robust team here. So um, I hired a director of marketing communications um, who is also a career advice expert. So uh, Amanda Augustine, she's on our team. She's a career advice. She, she's, she's known inside the career world um, as a job advice expert. And so we brought her on to, to have her be our director of marketing communications and also be the face of this business to the rest of the world. We wanted to humanize it. We wanted people to see a face and understand, hey, there are people behind this service. It's not just machines. It's not just technology. There's, there, there's, a, there's a person there. And so we brought her on to build the brand and start to generate awareness and a face of, of the company. And on the, the, the sort of the other side of the, 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 the coin, um, I brought in digital marketing people, people who understand f funnels, uh, leads, uh, conversion, optimization, uh, paid social, paid search, uh, and you know various other uh, marketing channels. But we wanted to get both things going, build the brand, build the story, but also build out that funnel and those channels. Um, and then third, um, you know, we, we are, uh, a lot of our businesses is generated and conducted by email. And so I brought in an email marketing person, um, a leader um, in the space, someone who really knows email marketing inside out to create a, <clears throat> a relationship-based email marketing program. And that's sort of the main hires that, that I've, I've uh, okay, So tell me about some of the things that you're doing from a process and technology standpoint <laughs> to scale. Yeah. So... Um, so, you know, when I when I started, there was actually uh, one person um, already on the staff, uh, Jenna. She's she's great. She manages mostly our social media and our community, um, which is important in our business. We ratings and reviews are really important for us. Um, and so uh, we had that in place and she's doing a really good job. But, you know, we're we needed to scale up and, and hire more people. We're still not a huge company. Um, I have about 10 people now. Um, but what we did was we organized um people into product marketing, marketing communications, digital marketing, those and marketing operations and analytics. Um, I have 10 people, they're spread across those, those, so there's four leaders there, and underneath them is one or two people each. And really from a process perspective, the most challenging thing for a small company as, as they're growing up is going from everyone reporting directly to me when we, you know, we had two or three people, four people, even five, to a 10 person team, I can't manage my people and they have all have sub reports. And so managing that communication across uh, the team has become really important. So uh, I'm trying to build that we have technology that we use that keeps us on the same page and communicating, but doesn't inhibit inhibit the flexibility and the flow. Um, so we have a, you know, a, a weekly tactical meeting, a, a monthly strategic meeting, a quarterly uh goals and, and defi uh, goal defining meeting and then a yearly planning session. So sticking to that, um, each team individually has a daily sort of scrum meeting um, and any special projects have a daily scrum meeting. Um, but from there, uh, we report into the, the general team. And so it sounds like you're using some agile techniques then as you're building out your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know what? It's, it's a mix of agile and, and uh, more traditional. Um, I don't know if you've read Death by Meeting or the Rockefeller Habits, but you know there's some 
some really good, I think, um, you know, process advice in those books. Um, and those those are great. Um, but also from an agile perspective, so, you know, so many things are happening and so fast that we do need to keep communicating on a constant basis. So um, I did try to do sort of the daily scrum with everyone. And we found that there's too many different things going on that are not interrelated. And it wasn't effective to get everyone together every day. So we found that weekly is the rhythm for, that works for us. But on a, on a special project, those people are meeting every day quickly and doing an agile process there. So you mentioned email marketing. Are there other yeah. parts of your MarTech stack that you're investing in? Um, so email is the key one right now. Um, we we had a we had a homegrown system that um, that was once again great for getting the business off the ground. But as we wanted to become more sophisticated and expand, it wasn't it wasn't sufficient. So um, we rolled that out. Uh, that we roll, we're in the process of rolling out a more sophisticated marketing uh, email marketing platform. Um, and that's really been the focus right now. Um, from an overlay perspective, what the biggest challenge I have right now and where I want to go next is attribution. Um, just understanding what channels are driving the customer, um, you know, along the way in the customer journey, what channels are contributing and what's the first touch, the last touch, and what are the touch points in between. Um, so that's where we're going next with, with with the uh, tech stack and where we're going to make our next investments. So speaking of attribution, what are some of the outcomes that your boss is measuring you on and then your 10 employees, what are you holding them accountable for? Yeah. So, um, so, uh, you know, revenue is the first thing, um, you know, like all, <laughs> all CEOs um, and all marketing leaders, um, we're looking at the numbers uh, and, 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 you know, I have a number to hit. Um, and so, We've, we've broken that down into different channels so we can track which channels are driving uh, the number, organic to, to paid as being the big categories. So we're tracking between, between revenue between those, but we're also tracking um, leads generated. Um, we're also tracking uh, marketing assists. Um, we've, we have a lot of, you know, a lot of our leads are generated by partners that we, that we have. Um, we partner with job boards. So, you know, if you go to a Glassdoor or a Monster and you upload your resume, they'll ask you, would you like a free evaluation from one of our partners, uh, from our partner top resume? And if you say yes, then they introduce you to us and we take it from there. And so a lot of my marketing spend ended up helping to close those leads, um, which is, you know, we get into the attribution model. Is it, is it their credit? Is it, is it my credit? So tracking that and understanding how much money are we spending to close a lead that came from somewhere else? How much can we afford? To spend there, and what 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 drives lift in partner um, generated leads? So, looking at revenue, we're looking at partner assisted revenue. We're looking at the number of leads, the resumes uploaded, um, and then from a broader perspective, we're looking at things like social following um, and SEO and organic traffic that we're bringing in, and PR mentions and PR hits to see if the brand is starting to to resonate. Okay, so from a customer lifecycle perspective. Is your product something that you can continue cross-selling, upselling, or is it you know someone yeah. comes in for a short period of time, they buy it, and then they're hired, so they don't need it? Yeah. Um, so it is. It's both of those. So the immediate need is filled, right? Um, you know, we get some. We, we, we do someone's resume. Uh, you know, typically within three months to six months, they're they get a job and they're happy and they're not going to need us again. But the average person changes jobs 12 to 14 times in their lifetime. Um, the average person changes jobs every 4.4 years. 
35 million people in the U.S. alone change jobs every year. Um, so it is a market that people will come back to. And when we do a good job, we're seeing people come back. The company is only four years old. So we're actually just starting to see that repeat business. Um, but we're very interested in maintaining a relationship with the customer beyond that first sale with you know, career advice beyond getting the job. How do you manage your boss? How do you manage your working with employees? How do you grow your career? How do you get how do you get a promotion so that when they go back out into the job market, they come back to us and get a resume refresh from us? Great. So just curious, this is uh, is this your first um, CMO? Uh, it's my yes, it's my first CMO position. I was a VP of marketing previously. Um, and they're relatively similar. But yes, from a CMO perspective, yeah. Um, has anything surprised you with this role? You know, Anything so far? That's a great question. Um, you know, it's it's still, regardless of what the title is, when you're in an early stage company, it's still very hands on. Um, you know, I I you know I I obviously I have a team and I handle off a lot and I set the strategy and and the pace, but I'm still getting in there and you know helping figure out, looking at analyzing data, looking at Google Analytics, figuring out where the traffic is coming from. Um, you know, I'm never gonna. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'll ever hand that off. Um, I enjoy doing it, um, and I think it's important to do. So I guess when I, you know, when I thought about my career ten years ago, you know, when I thought, you know, what would a CMO when I when I'm, you know, was hopefully a CMO, what would I be doing? I, I thought it'd be more people giving me reports and, you know, me sitting there and signing things and, you know, helping to drive strategy and and just grow people. But there's still a lot of hands-on work involved, and I'm actually glad for that. I really enjoy that. So what advice would you give to your fellow CMO that's just beginning their growth and transformation? Um, yeah, so I think um, I think the, the number one thing, we haven't really talked about this, but the, the, the one thing that, I, one point of advice I, I think I would also give is, you know, from a, get all your digital marketing channels, get your specialists, get your social media going, but don't forget the story um, of the brand. Um, it's really important and it's easy to focus on the, the numbers and the channels. Um, but if you're not also building a story, a narrative, uh, a position that's differentiated in the market from, from your competitors, uh, you know, all that stuff is, I won't call it busy work, it's important, obviously, but you know, that's short-term uh, management. You really, at the same time, need to be looking at how you're developing the brand, what story your brand is telling, um, and reinforcing that across the business. I walked into a company that didn't have marketing before. It was, you know, a business development-led company. We, we partnered very quickly with a lot of job boards, and we grew very fast, and we didn't have a story. We were white label for most of the time. And so, you know, paying attention to that, um, talking to the founders, the you know your the CEO, understanding what the core, you know, what is the you know the the why behind this business um, is really important. We're, you know, don't take your eye off of that ball because that's, you know, you'll find yourself two three years just still, still working, you know, pushing a rock up a hill um, because you're not having people coming to you and you're not you know telling the story and generating word of mouth if you're not paying attention to the brand and the story. Great advice, great insights. Yeah. Diego, we're out of time, but thank you so much for being on the show this afternoon. My pleasure. And uh, we'll definitely keep, keep in touch. All right. Thank you for having me. You bet. Hello. Welcome to Revenue Marketing Television. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today on the CMO Insights channel, we have Diego Lamato, who is the first Chief Marketing Officer for Talent Incorporated 
Diego, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you uh, You having me on. No problem. So uh, I am very curious as to what Talent Incorporated does because everybody's looking for talent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually, uh, it could be deceiving by the title. We are not a talent agency. Um, <laughs> what we are is a service for job seekers um, in which we provide them tools and advice on helping them find the job of their dreams. Uh, most specifically, the product that we offer is a resume writing service. Um, so what we do is we help job seekers write their resumes in ways, you know, help them write a better resume so that they get more interviews faster um, and are more, uh, appear justifiably more qualified for the jobs that they want to get. Um, we work with millions of job seekers a year. Uh, what we do is we offer free evaluation of your resume. So, uh, you know, most people are doing their resume on their own. They're having a friend look at it. They're they're looking up resume samples and they're trying things, but they're not writers and they're not marketers, right? Um, and so they do their best, but usually they're not writing their resume effectively for the for the jobs that they're they're seeking. So we look at it. We give them um, some feedback on you know from a from a mechanical and an automated perspective. What are the what are the automated filters telling? saying about you, you know, how, how, how are the machines interpreting your experience um, before it even gets to a person, right? How are you being filtered? What are the keywords that are being parsed? How, how are you being categorized by the, uh, the automated filters? And then we have a person look at it and tell you, okay, you know, your objective statement is strong or not, uh, your bullets are not quantified, et cetera. And so that, that mix of sort of automation and, and human oversight uh, gives people the advice and information they need to make their resume better. And so many That's people great. take that. Yeah, many people take that, do that themselves, update their resume themselves, but we offer a paid service to, to do it for them. And that's what our business model is and how we generate revenue. All right. Well, as someone that's uh, reviewed thousands and thousands of resumes and hired many people, yeah. uh, it's, it's definitely very valuable uh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. you um, you are the first chief marketing officer at Talent. Right. So what are some of the main challenges you're facing right now as you build out this team? Yeah, um, I think for for many early marketing hires um, or at least early marketing leaders, um, you know, you're inheriting, uh, you're walking into a situation without any structure or processes or really formalized strategy, um, and you need to bring that to the business um, while also. Uh, not disrupting the things that are making them successful, right? I mean, the reason that I got hired is because the company is growing fast and they're ready to put their gas on the pedal and grow through their customers through through marketing spend. And so looking at, you know, what, what they have, what they don't have, and figuring out a strategy to take them to more of a sophisticated and um, robust marketing strategy. So, um, you know, talking to people inside the company, really understanding, you know, what's the story of this business and to the customer, what are we, um, you know, what what is our value to the customer? What benefits do we provide? <clears throat> How do we help them? Um, crafting that story and starting to get everyone on the same page from a brand perspective. Um, but this is the third startup I've worked for and very much like the other startups is inheriting technology that was, you know, not built with today in mind, but the past getting to today uh, in mind. So there's a lot of tech debt. There's a lot of complex information in different systems and integrating that and sort of unifying that in, in, a, in a singular platform or a single point of view of marketing um, is one of the things that, that I've been working on. So what kind of talent are you hiring for at Talent? What, what kind of yeah. skills do you need to get going? Yeah. Um, so the first, uh, the first person I hired, um, I, I sort of went 
the right brain, left brain um, situation, uh, try, try, try to build out a robust team here. So um, I hired a director of marketing communications um, who is also a career advice expert. So uh, Amanda Augustine, she's on our team. She's a career advice, she, she's, she's known inside the career world um, as a job advice expert. And so we brought her on to, to have her be our director of marketing communications and also be the face of this business to the rest of the world. We wanted to humanize it. We wanted people to see a face and understand, hey, there are people behind this service. It's not just machines. It's not just technology. There's, there, there's, a, there's a person there. And so we brought her on to build the brand and start to generate awareness and a face of, of the company. And on the, the, the sort of the other side of the, 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 the coin, um, I brought in digital marketing people, people who understand funnels, uh, leads, uh, conversion, optimization, uh, paid social, paid search, uh, and you know various other uh, marketing channels. But we wanted to get both things going, build the brand, build the story, but also build out that funnel on those channels. Um, and then third, um, you know we we are uh, our, a lot of our businesses is generated and conducted by email. And so I brought in an email marketing person, um, a leader um, in the space, someone who really knows email marketing inside out to create a, <clears throat> a relationship-based email marketing program. And that's sort of the main hires that, that I've, I've uh, okay, great. So tell me about some of the things that you're doing from a process and technology standpoint <laughs> to scale. Yeah. So... Um, so you know when I when I started there was actually uh, one person um, already on the staff uh, Jenna she's she's great she manages mostly our social media and our community um, which is important in our business we ratings and reviews are really important for us um, and so uh, we had that in place and she's doing a really good job but you know we're we needed to scale up and, and hire more people we're still not a huge company um, I have about ten people now um, but what we did was we organized. Um, people into product marketing, marketing communications, digital marketing, those and marketing operations and analytics. Um, I have 10 people, they're spread across those, those, so there's four leaders there, and underneath them is one or two people each. And really from a process perspective, the most challenging thing for a small company as, as they're growing up is going from everyone reporting directly to me when we, you know, we had two or three people, four people, even five, to a 10 person team, I can't manage my people and they have all have sub reports. And so managing that communication across uh, the team has become really important. So uh, I'm trying to build that we have technology that we use that keeps us on the same page and communicating, but doesn't inhibit inhibit the flexibility and the flow. Um, so we have a, you know, a, a weekly tactical meeting, a, a monthly strategic meeting, a quarterly uh, goals and, and defi uh, goal defining meeting, and then a yearly planning session. So sticking to that, um, each team individually has a daily sort of scrum meeting um, and any special projects have a daily scrum meeting. Um, but from there, uh, we report into the, the general team. And so it sounds like you're using some agile techniques now as you're building out your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know what? It's it's a mix of agile and and uh, more traditional. Um, I don't know if you've read Death by Meeting or the Rockefeller Habits, but you know there's some some really good I think um, you know process advice in those books. Um, and those those are great. Um, but also from an agile perspective, so you know so many things are happening and so fast that we do need to keep communicating on a constant basis. So um, I did try to do sort of the daily scrum with everyone, and we found that. There's too many different things going on that are not interrelated, and it wasn't effective to get everyone 
all together every day. So we found that weekly is the rhythm for, that works for us. But on a, on a special project, those people are meeting every day quickly and doing an agile process there. So you mentioned email marketing. Are there other yeah. parts of your MarTech stack that you're investing in? Um, so email is the key one right now. Um, we we had a we had a homegrown system that um, that was once again great for getting the business off the ground. But as we wanted to become more sophisticated and expand, it wasn't it wasn't sufficient. So um, we rolled that out. Uh, that we roll, we're in the process of rolling out a more sophisticated marketing uh, email marketing platform, um, and that's really been the focus right now. Um, from an overlay perspective, what the biggest challenge I have right now and where I want to go next is attribution. Um, just understanding what channels are driving the customer, um, you know, along the way in the customer journey, what channels are contributing and what's the first touch, last touch, and what are the touch points in between. Um, so that's where we're going next with, with, with the uh, tech stack and we're going to make our next investment. So speaking of attribution, what are some of the outcomes that your boss is measuring you on and then your 10 employees, what are you holding them accountable for? Yeah. So, um, so, uh, you know, revenue is the first thing, um, you know, like all, <laughs> all CEOs, um, and all marketing leaders, um, we're looking at the numbers, um, uh, and, 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 you know, I have a number to hit. Um, and so we've, we've broken that down into different channels so we can track which channels are driving, uh, the number organic to, to paid as being the big categories. So we're tracking between between revenue between those, but we're also tracking um, leads generated. Um, we're also tracking uh, marketing assists. Um, we we have a lot of you know a lot of our leads are generated by partners that we that we have. Um, we partner with job boards. So you know if you go to a Glassdoor or a Monster and you upload your resume, they'll ask you, would you like a free evaluation from one of our partners uh, from our partner top resume? And if you say yes, then they introduce you to us and we take it from there. And so a lot of my marketing spend ended up helping to close those leads, um, which is, you know, we get into the attribution model. Is it, is it their credit? Is it, is it my credit? So tracking that and understanding how much money are we spending to close a lead that came from somewhere else? How much can we afford to spend there? And what, 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 what drives lift in partner um, generated leads? So looking at revenue, we're looking at partner assisted revenue. We're looking at the number of leads, the resumes uploaded. Um, and then from a broader perspective, we're looking at things like social following um, and SEO and organic traffic that we're bringing in and PR mentions and PR hits to see if the brand is starting to, to resonate. Okay, so from a customer lifecycle perspective, is your yeah. product something that you can continue cross-selling, up-selling, or is it you know, someone yeah. comes in for a short period of time, they buy it, and then they're hired so they don't need it? Yeah, um, so it is, it's both of those. So the immediate need is filled, right? Um, you know, we get some, we, we, we do someone's resume, uh, you know, typically within three months to six months, they're, they get a job and they're happy and they're not going to need us again. But the average person changes jobs 12 to 14 times in their lifetime. Um, the average person changes jobs every 4.4 years. 35 million people in the U.S. alone change jobs every year. Um, so it is a market that people will come back to. And when we do a good job, we, we're seeing people come back. The company is only four years old. So we're actually just starting to see that repeat business. Um, but we're very interested in maintaining a relationship with the customer beyond that first sale with you know career advice beyond getting the job. How do you manage your boss? How do you manage your working with employees? How do you grow your career? How do you get, how do you get a promotion? So that when they go back out into the job market, 
they would come back to us and get a resume refresh from us. That's great. So just curious, this is, uh, is this your first um, CMO? Uh, it's my, yes, it's my first CMO position. I was a VP of marketing previously, um, and they're relatively similar, but yes, from a CMO perspective, yeah. Um, has anything surprised you with this role? You know, anything surprised, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's, it's still, regardless of what the title is, when you're in an early stage company, it's still very hands-on. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I obviously have a team and I hand off a lot and I set the strategy and, and the pace, but I'm still getting in there and, you know, helping figure out, looking at analyzing data, looking at Google analytics, figuring out where the traffic is coming from. Um, you know, I'm never gonna, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'll ever hand that off. Um, I enjoy doing it. Um, and I think it's important to do. So I guess when I, you know, when I thought about my career 10 years ago, when I thought, you know, what would a CMO when I when I'm, you know, was hopefully a CMO, what would I be doing? I, I thought it'd be more people giving me reports and, you know, me sitting there and signing things and, you know, helping to drive strategy and and just grow people. But there's still a lot of hands-on work involved, and I'm actually glad for that. I really enjoy that. So, what advice would you give to your fellow CMO that's just beginning their growth and transformation? Um, yeah. So I think um, I think. The, the number one thing, we haven't really talked about this, but the, the, the one thing that I, one point of advice I, I think I would also give is, you know, from a, get all your digital marketing channels, get your specialists, get your social media going, but don't forget the story um, of the brand. Um, it's really important and it's easy to focus on the, the numbers and the channels. Um, but if you're not also building a story, a narrative, uh, a position that's differentiated in the market from from your competitors. Uh, you know, all that stuff is I won't call it busy work. It's important, obviously, but you know that's short term uh, management. You really, at the same time, need to be looking at how you're developing the brand, what story your brand is telling, um, and reinforcing that across the business. I walked into a company that didn't have marketing before. It was, you know, a business development-led company. We we partnered very quickly with a lot of job boards, and we grew very fast. And we didn't have a story. We were white label for most of the time. And so, you know, paying attention to that, um, talking to the founders, the you know, your the CEO, understanding what the core, you know, what is the you know the the why behind this business um, is really important. We're, you know, don't take your eye off of that ball because that's, you know, you'll find yourself two three years just still. Still working, you know, pushing a rock up a hill um, because you're not having people coming to you and you're not, you know, telling the story and generating word of mouth if you're not paying attention to the brand and the story. Great advice, great insights. Yeah. Diego, we're out of time, but thank you so much for being on the show this afternoon. My pleasure. And uh, we'll definitely keep, keep in touch. All right, thank you for having me. You bet.